This week on the Caramel Apples podcast, we're picking up on part two of our discussion of our favorite hero cars, where once again, we'll be talking about the many fascinating nostalgic vehicles we came to know, recognize, and cherish from many throwback shows and movies. So, are you Orchard Archivers ready to tap into some of the exciting auto entries we remember most? Let's flash back in three, two, one. enjoy going over and reliving some of the awesome throwback memories of our hero cars in part one mm-hmm. uh let's see uh we talked about the general lee unfortunately no relation to myself cooper lee <laughs> before you ask <laughs> ruining my fun <laughs> i know i gotta cut you off at the knees <laughs> of our wild wonder and amazement of Kit, Herbie the Love Bug, as well as one of our favorite Transformers, that of Bumblebee. And it was noted how all four of our hero cars we discussed in detail, plus the ones we selected to cover this week, you know, were all seriously woven into the very foundation of retro pop culture. Mm-hmm. So this nostalgia is especially strong for us Gen Xers and Xennials, who remember fondly so much by way of pop culture, you know, music, fashion, entertainment, and... And hero cars, of course. And hero <laughs> That's right, yay! <laughs> so, to your point, pop culture played a hugely important role for so many of us back then, because really, in creative ways, pop culture introduced such amazing elements in the world all around us while you know we were coming up like we're forever impressed upon in a most positive way concerning our retro topic of favorite hero cars oh i so agree coop Mm -hmm. Uh, like we've mentioned before just how many fellow peers of our generation absolutely fell in love with cool cars yeah yeah you know pop culture brought so many of these famous cars to life in our wild imaginations and (laughs) We really looked to cars like they could have been self-aware and they had your back, ready for some fun, and even a dangerous mission or two. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like you you said, wild imaginations on (laughs) overdrive. (laughs) No pun intended. Understatement of the year. (laughs) (laughs) So we to this day still name our cars and treat them accordingly to the very personality it reveals. <laughs> yep, yep. 
you just, but this is the plight of many a Gen X or Xennial. Um, but that's okay, though. We're good with it. <laughs> We're up for the challenge. <laughs> oh, we totally are. Because <laughs> <laughs> nostalgia is a powerful influence. Mm-hmm. People in retrospect, you know, they think wistfully of the past. And as weird as it may sound, we typically become more optimistic and inspired about the future. Mm-hmm. So vehicles can certainly play integral parts in both television and movies, sometimes even becoming as important as many of the human characters we've become so familiar with over the years. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Television shows and movies in the 70s and 80s had no shortage of automobiles playing poignant roles, and many of these hold a special place in our hearts still to this day. Facts. Yes. So are we ready to get into the continuation of our favorite hero cars list, Kennard? More than ready. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) So let's dive smack into the mid-80s and talk about for a minute the (laughs) 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 A-Team I know you can see it now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This iconic van used by the A-Team was actually a 1983 GMC Vandura van. (laughs) It had the characteristic red stripe, black and red turbine mag wheels, and its rooftop spoiler. Oh, God. I am dying right now. (laughs) I can totally see it. Both our hubbies, you know, they totally dug this enduring pop culture icon. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> like, who did it, though? <laughs> Children of the 80s tune in faithfully every week for the chance to see Mr. T, of course, but also to see B.A. Baracus's red-striped GMC in action. <laughs> <laughs> and Coop, it really would be busting a move with B.A. behind the wheel. <laughs> Dude, he loved his van, and he, he fiercely protected his prized van. <laughs> <laughs> no one touched the GMC Vandor, or you'd be very sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and as Mr. T would say, a pity the fool who messes with my van. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely insane, Cooper. <laughs> You know, really, the AT van was the one vehicle that made the most sense for transporting, you know, a bunch of mili- ex-military guns, hauling weapons and equipment of various sorts for their regular action-packed adventures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd stumble onto these adventures just going to the store. Apparently, it's the life they lead. <laughs> <laughs> enough as a big black windowless van with a push bar and a dozen of still you know uh, fog lamps Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so fun fact the production crew destroyed four vans over the span of the A-team's 98 episodes Mm. and was left with just the two first unit vans and one second unit van by the end of the show's run you know that is so cool but they destroyed four vans 
I don't think Mr. T was probably very happy about that. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure they made it on a list they didn't want to be on. <laughs> we pity the fool. <laughs> so the A-Team was an amazing retro gem of a show. And the GMC Vandora van was just as much a star on the series as were the actors. And it's also why this van is yet another one of our favorite hero cars, or vans. <laughs> <laughs> so as my hubby would say, there is no cooler van than the A-Team's GMC Vandora. <laughs> we have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> so moving right along, what's next to consider, Cooper? Let's go with one of our ultimate heavy hitter hero cars, shall we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that at the Batmobile from 1989's Batman. Oh, I'm officially excited now. Nice choice there, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there would not be a debate from your side. <laughs> Can't trip you up, can I? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, we loved us some Batmobile. Oh, yes. Undeniably, it was bad to the bone. Yes. So the Batmobile is a fictional car driven by the equally mysterious Batman. Mm -hmm. The Batmobile was housed safely in the Batcave, which it accesses the cave through a hidden entrance. Yes. So this ultra-sleek mode of transport was a personalized, custom-built pursuit and capture vehicle that was too heavily armored with tactical assault artillery we saw frequently play out throughout the film. We did. Yeah, and even though what was just described sounds very intimidating and menacing, the Batmobile was used by Batman in his fight against crime in the name of justice. Oh, yeah. Batman was awesome. It just is. It is. It just is. Like you said, period, end of statement. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how well things were well-developed that helped us as an attentive audience, you know. Um, it helped us connect with the story unfolding. Now, there have been more than a few Batmobile concepts and renderings revealed over the years. Yeah, and just about as many Batman revamps as well. <laughs> ah, that's right. <laughs> but this 89 Batmobile is truly special. And holds its own in a crazy cool way that launched its way onto our hero cars list. Dare we state the obvious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, real quick. Do you remember that you had the Batmobile on a huge poster? I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awesome. And did I can't remember. Did it have the stats like, like the miles per hour and all that? I can't remember. It did. And this poster was not like some little small 8 by 10 crack crack pow pow poster. Like, no. Like, this would coat your whole wall. Like, it was pretty big. It was <laughs> massive. I think you kind of had to save up for that thing. <laughs> I did. This was back in our early allowance days, folks. <laughs> Money well spent, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're going to talk about why. You know, the sheer sleek aesthetics of this Batmobile was definitely a head-turner. That whole Batman thumbprint left a sizable impression on pop culture in a major way back in the late 80s. Mm -hmm. It was truly a cultural phenomenon. It was. And as you stated, 
the Batmobile's design was awesome. And it's kind of hard to describe it in a way that would, you know, do its due justice, but mm-hmm. it matched that perfectly. Like the whole Batman concept. Yes. You know, you had the fantastical setup of Gotham City, almost like a comic book come to life type of setting. Yeah. And then the Batmobile followed suit and did not disappoint. Yeah, they put some thought into designing the Batmobile. <laughs> they really did. Uh-huh. Fun fact. The 89 Batmobile was designed by Anton First. The body was sculpted by Keith Short in collaborated effort along with Eddie Butler. Hmm. The Batmobile body was built on a Chevy Impala chassis. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But again, we're picturing this now, and do this with us too, Orchard Archivers, the Batmobile. (laughs) It was long, low, and obviously sleek. Now, in our mind's eye, let's go a step further, and can you remember how it sounded when it was rolling to and from its missions? Mm -hmm. You know, it had that air jet-like sound. It did. (laughs) And that buddy was cool. And it actually was done by way of a Rolls-Royce jet engine component, that was used to form the hood-mounted intake and turbine blades in the nose piece were sourced from a British Harrier fighter jet. Oh, my goodness. Mind-blowing facts. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love talking about this. Me too. <laughs> it's so cool to revisit wonderful nostalgia from the 70s and 80s. Something else cool about this awesome ride, the Batmobile, has individually articulated wheel mounts. Um, This notable point that no doubt literally drew us mercilessly to the Batmobile was that it could drive, navigate, unmanned, or could be remotely controlled by Batman himself. Or also by the Penguin, temporarily, (laughs) when he hijacked the Batmobile. (laughs) (laughs) You know when he implanted that device under it in Batman Returns? Yes, because he was in the little baby one, like the little penny ride. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That is rotten sauce. (laughs) But just like Coop said, you know, it was that little, like, you'd see him outside of the stores. You know, you like the little rides, the little little trucks, the little lions, and all that stuff. It's this little dinky Batmobile, like she said. (laughs) And he went nuts. He was in it rocking back and forth. (laughs) He lost his mind because he was happy overpowering it um, for those brief, fun-filled adrenaline moments. <laughs> <laughs> but then his little ugly plan was foiled because Batman realized what was going on. Yes. And he ended up disengaging the device to gain back control of his own car. <laughs> <laughs> Penguin who had the little penny ride Batmobile he had. Remember the little duck he had as well? Oh, the <laughs> duck was amazingly cute. <laughs> so nobody was trying to remote control that, were they? <laughs> and remember the one part on the duck that he come up out of the sewer and like he he heard that racing car noise when he was flying. <laughs> like a duck can do that. <laughs> and then it do the wheels like you heard the the tires were screeching. <laughs> <laughs> That's true comedy right there. It ain't nothing better than that kind of stuff. Oh, oh yes. So 
the duck didn't make it an honorable mention, but his little penny car did because of the Batmobile. So. <laughs> <laughs> The pink one was something else. That's a separate story. Yeah, we'll get to him probably in a future apple snack or something. (laughs) (laughs) But the Batmobile over the years, you know, the the appearance varied numerous metamorphosis, right? Uh Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. You think of another popular fan fave Batmobile was the 60s model uh, wielded by Adam West Batsy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we totally loved him in that version of Batman, too. Um, oh, yeah. The Adam West version. Uh, the movie and the brief TV series containing him and his uh, his compadre, Burt Ward, um, <laughs> that was really majorly entertaining. We can't lie about that. <laughs> yes, yes, it was entertaining. But the Batmobile, no matter how many times it morphed and changed, it nearly always featured some sort of discernible Batmotif. Yes, it did. I agree, Coop. Mm-hmm. Uh, depictions of the Batmobile have evolved and morphed right along with the character Batman, um, with each new and updated example reflecting ever-evolving vehicle technologies. Mm-hmm. So we'll no doubt witness this very notion if we do actually decide uh, whether to see the upcoming Batman and his updated mode of, mode of transport possibly next year in 2022. Uh-huh. As we said, the verdict is still out on that one, though. <laughs> we're, we're picky. We're kind of picky with our movies. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Yes, we'll have to see how Robert Pattinson pulls this feat off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm still personally keeping Michael Keaton's Batman and his Batmobile way up there on our list of faves. I second that motion. (laughs) I figured you would. (laughs) Fun fact. The actual Batmobile used in the movies were, get this, claimed to possess a 10,000 horsepower generated jet turbine engine under the hood. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, he did have that kind of coin, so... uh... (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's a fantasy for the most of us, but that was probably, yeah, no no problem for him. Yeah, he's a billionaire. (laughs) Exactly. Which is capable of jettisoning the massive vehicle 300 mile per hour at top speed. That is just insane facts. That is, that's like almost an airplane on a runway kind of speed. Yes. You know, could you imagine? <laughs> oh. I wonder if it's, you know, is that even street legal? <laughs> that would be awesome though, wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> we'll have to go to Gotham City and find out. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> But you know, there are a couple of collector's edition Batmobiles out there, you know, some high rollers garage. Ah, yes. So before we tie up our specific consideration of the Batmobile, 
One may wonder, how much is the 89 Batmobile's estimated worth? Mm. And, as you just mentioned, can you get away with it driving down the road? (laughs) (laughs) Well, since you asked, fun fact, the collector's replica is said to be priced at $62,000. And even cooler yet, yes, this Batmobile is indeed street legal. Sold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. Time to take a okay. spin, huh, Coop? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. For our next hero car, uh, we'll be briefly discussing is, uh, well, actually, we've got ourselves yet another very famous awesome ride. That being the DeLorean from Back to the Future fame. Oh, another good choice there, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do that. Let's talk about the DeLorean for a moment, shall we? Yes. So the DeLorean was connected to the Back to the Future franchise. And it's interesting in that it served as a time machine device made by retrofitting a DMC DeLorean car with a flux capacitor. Correct, Kennard. We, because of the flux capacitor, had a dash of plutonium and voila, we've now got us a time machine. (laughs) It's kind of the same mojo we use for the Caramel Apples podcast on our ultra tracks. (laughs) Top secret. Very top secret. (laughs) Yes, you don't just have this stuff laying around your house. (laughs) (laughs) How else are our archivers going to enjoy the 70s and 80s? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) But quoting Marty McFly, Hmm. he goes, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? (laughs) (laughs) Doc Brown was able to create the first time machine out of the odd-looking DeLorean DMC-12, which had stopped its limited production in the year 1982. Ah, she would know that. (laughs) (laughs) Marty McFly? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of it being unique-looking... The DeLorean had an appropriate futuristic look to it, especially with this distinctive signature gall wing doors. If you remember, the DeLorean needs 1.21 gigawatts of power and has to travel and reach max speed at 88 miles per hour in order to initiate time travel. Roads? Where we're going, <laughs> we don't need no roads. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a time machine that don't need roads. (laughs) The DeLorean DMC went on to be featured in all three installments of the Back to the Future franchise and is instantly touted as a bona fide 80s pop culture icon. Mm -hmm. So as with most retro TV shows and movies that have vehicles included within the storyline, there's usually multiple units set aside for the projects. So you may ask, Just how many DeLoreans were used in total in Back to the Future? Fun fact, there were actually six DeLorean cars used during the production, along with one manufactured out of fiberglass for scenes needing a full-size DeLorean to, you know, in a sense, fly on screen. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, there's a whole neat, interesting backstory and history on the actual DMC DeLorean, 
that was showcased in the Back to the Future movies. So it's crazy neat if you want, if you're wanting to check all that out. I mean, like, it'll captivate you. So, you know, if you're interested in that type of thing, don't hesitate. Jump in. (laughs) (laughs) So the owner the car was named after, you know, this is just a brief, little brief sub history or whatever. But his name was John DeLorean. Um, and mentioned that the DeLorean stainless steel construction facilities, temporal displacement, which actually was made time travel possible in the Back to the Future movies. So if you remember, when Marty asked Doc as to why he chose a DeLorean to craft into a time machine, Doc explains to him that if he was to build a time machine, that he needed to do it with style. (laughs) (laughs) So an interesting fact, if you will, uh, as we tie up our consideration of our hero car, the DeLorean, is this. Did you know that John DeLorean passed away as a result of a stroke on March 19, uh, 2005? Uh, he was 80 years old. It is said that his ashes are interred at the Whitechapel Cemetery in Troy, Michigan, with his tombstone fittingly depicting the DeLorean, gallwing doors in the open position. Oh, now that's pretty cool, Coop. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting fun facts on yet another one of our memorable hero cars. Yeah. So we're on a roll right now. We are white hot with our list. So now our next notable hero car up for discussion is another retro fan favorite. And it's also our personal favorite or wouldn't be on our list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We already covered a most cool set of wheels in the van form. That was uh, B.A.'s ride, the A-Team van. Now we want to briefly highlight a few interesting groovy aspects, features of another van favorite of ours. Can you guess what that might be, Coop? Yeah. I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) I totally know where you're heading, Kennard. And the groovy description... All but gave it away. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to consider the mystery machine. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) This groovy hippie conversion van really seemed to make a broad impression on viewers, young and old alike, all around the globe. Yeah. This iconic hero car or van is (laughs) immediately recognizable by diehard fans of the series. Not only do we mostly recognize this most familiar prop from the beloved cartoon series, but it's also appeared in the live-action Scooby-Doo films in the early and mid-aughts as well. The Mystery Machine is the official vehicle of our favorite crime-fighting gang that makes up the main cast of the long-running TV show and film franchise, Mm Scooby-Doo. Well, Coop and I love us some Scooby, don't we? <laughs> sure do. <laughs> and you noted that Scooby Doo was long running. About just how long, one might ask? Mm-hmm. Fun fact Scooby Doo and the Gang in the Mystery Machine has had about a 53 year run. How's that for longevity? That's a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and just a real quick note I mean, that's not small fries. That's a long time. It is. You know, you think about some of the cart. That was a cartoon. That come off a cartoon. And that was 53 years ago. Yeah. We haven't even been alive that long. That's crazy. No. <laughs> and, we're, and we love it. We're fans, right? Yes. 
Absolutely. You think about some of the crap cartoons now, excuse my French, but <laughs> I mean, like, do they, will they have, if this, if time kept going, would they have the, the cool longevity and that awesome nostalgic feel that we have, like the stuff like Scooby and Looney Tunes and that kind of thing? Highly doubtful. That's I my too. sincere opinion. <laughs> I, I'm with you, Coop. I mean, it's just like, it's, things are different now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and then you think about loyalty from true retro fans. You know, we're not a bit surprised. And cartoons back then have indeed aged well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when watching the cartoons are just as fresh and fun to watch as back when we were uh, watching them when they were newer. So I would put them in the classification as being timeless, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's a good classification right there. <laughs> it, you know, this blue band with its signature orange flowers and groovy green accents captured the imaginations of so many when the Scooby-Doo franchise first hit TV back then. Oh, yeah. Uh, throughout the show's run, our hero car, the Mystery Machine, really plays such an important role in the franchise. That is really an important mainstay character itself just as much as those main characters we come to know and love. Well, the gang of mystery solvers showed mucho mad love to the mystery machine because they needed a ride that could accompany them on interesting adventures all throughout our favorite nostalgic Scooby escapades. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that the mystery machine was a cartoon artist rendition for the series, and I don't remember what van was actually used in the feature films. Mm -hmm. Um are you are you were you aware of what that was, Cooper? Have you heard or Well, that is a great question, Kennedy. <laughs> well, since we're both not sure on how to go about answering this question. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh we went and did a little research and found that the mystery machine van looks similar to the 1960s era panel vans. But as we suspected, there aren't any details that nail down the van's particular make model or year okay okay yeah so you're asking that we may have been right in deducing that there really isn't an official consensus on the type of van actually precisely used for the mystery machine right yeah okay well we still <laughs> like it anyway <laughs> <laughs> but you know because of the cartoon rendition of it we nonetheless can visualize you know, the mystery machine in our collective mind's eye right now. And that warm memory of one of the grooviest, tippest conversion van that made such an impact and brought impression on retro-loving fans and viewers all around the world. Kenner. Yeah. There have been lots of famous fans in the history of entertainment. Now, we've already covered two vans this week in our second part of our Hero Cars discussion. Mm-hmm. And we talked some about the A-Teens van, you know, the GMC van, Vendura. <laughs> and, and we just gave a nice nod to one of our favorite cartoon vans, that of the Mystery Machine. Right, right. Now, we can probably think of a ton more vehicles that wooed, wowed, and fascinated us over the years, um, which is why it's been such a fun time right here on the podcast this week. So there's so many more cars, vans, and trucks we could go on and on about. <laughs> That's the beauty of retro nostalgia and pop culture, right? Oh, yes. Totally beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> but this just popped into my mind, and I know this wasn't in our decade time parameters, but 
Speaking of memorable vans, <laughs> Coop. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you remember the furry doggy van in the 1994 feature film Dumb and Dumber with Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels? <laughs> 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 So, fun fact, since you brought up Dumb and Dumber, that van they used for their dog grooming business was named Mutt's Cuts. Oh, that is rotten. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb and Dumber was hilariously insane for real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because both of us are thinking of the scene where they are en route to one of their calls. Mm Mm-hmm. And the thing hits a bump and it goes there. <laughs> and the little dog ears flapped on the side. <laughs> oh, so once again, these memorable vans are truly characters in their own right. <laughs> and as well as our other hero cards we talked about uh, both this week and last, we stated before concerning our exciting discussion, not only on this topic, but also so many of our other nostalgic favorite subjects uh, we enjoy considering from past pop culture. Yeah, because nostalgia is a powerful feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really takes us back. Like, we relive fond memories, emotions, and experiences that make our lives what it is currently. Yeah, and and whatever thing really grabs your heart, you're probably interested in expanding that cherished experience and and opening up your vivid imagination even more. Yes, which is what our key aim is here for our loyal Orchard Archivers right here on our podcast. Mm -hmm. So many people are drawn to the idea of looking back to what they've connected with during simpler times of when they were younger. Yeah, we're definitely a part of that group, aren't we, Coop? (laughs) Yes, we most certainly are. (laughs) Shameless. (laughs) (laughs) So to our Orchard Archivers, which of our hero cars that we've covered strikes an exciting nostalgic tug in you? Or can or do you have any other standout favorite hero cars of your own that you remember well, cherish, and love? You know, Kennard, my hubs had always said his quote-unquote should-have-been-famous car was the Grand National. Oh, okay. Yeah, he thinks that should have made it somewhere in, you know, pop culture somewhere. He just, that was like his favorite car that should have, but didn't. So, what about you? Does does your hubby have one? Did he ever mention one? Oh, he likes them all. He's... (laughs) (laughs) You know, like pretty much we covered a couple of them. Like he always liked, you know, uh, B.A. Baracus's van in the A-team. <laughs> um, and he like he really likes semi-trucks. He actually, re- you know, requested that we talk about semis, famous semis that we've seen in pop culture. You know, so he likes, he likes Optimus Prime or. Ah, yes. Yeah, and even some of those old school semis that popped up in movies here and there. So, you know, he's kind of a man of all that. He's, he's always, he's a. What they call them gearheads. He's definitely a gearhead. <laughs> I like the idea too of the semis. That's cool. Yeah, we'll have to do that then. <laughs> yes. So, you know, noted from our question to our Orchard Archivers, you know, you know the drill. Hit us up back and share with us your favorite retro cars from the retro cast. 
and we cannot wait to hear what you have to share. Yeah, that will be an exciting discussion. (laughs) So what can we say about that fondness dialed up by talking about our favorite hero cars that thankfully sprung up from recent retro pop culture? Well, we can say that these cars certainly played integral parts in both TV and film that easily spawned and ranked these cars just as important as their human characters. The 70s and 80s had no shortage of vehicles portrayed in prominent roles, and because of that, many of them hold a special place in our hearts still to this day. And that's it for this week's episode. To make sure that you never miss out on another second of our Carmelicious podcast, meet up with us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Bye for now, and thanks so much for listening.